Hey, and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we are here for our weekly update, the end of the national final season. Yeah, indeed. All nations who have done a national final competition have finished up, and we've virtually got all songs, only a few to go. Yeah, just a couple of stragglers to get on, a couple of revamps I'm sure will be coming up. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get into the final national final of the year. Yes. It's, of course, the biggest one. Melody Festival and ended up this morning here in Australia. We have a winner. It's John Ludwig with Too Late for Love. Well, he went in a favourite, came out a winner. No surprises, I guess. What did you think of this one, Doug? Yeah, no surprises at all. I mean, he absolutely smashed the international jury. He got 12 points from every single nation. That's never happened before. Yeah, 12s across the board. Indeed. Not even Euphoria or Heroes had that previously. So that's good signs um, for John Ludwig. And I can see why this song was the best song. This performance was the best performance. Uh, I think it... It's not the most contemporary song in the world, but it's, we're not harking back to some schlager dated, you know, kind of style of stuff, even though I do love that very much. It's a real feel-good song, and they stage it really well. He performed the hell out of it. We really like it. We've said this before, and he's really likable. I was just so pleased for him. Yeah, he did seem really likable kind of guy, isn't he? I mean, once we saw this in the semi-final, we were like, uh-oh, I think we've seen the winner. Indeed. And it, it was proven to be that way. He was sort of head and shoulders above everyone else, I'd say, in the end. Um, he did win the tally vote as well. Narrowly won it over Bishara. Uh, but I don't think anyone begrudged this. It is a good, solid pop song with that gospel element in it. Mm. This has got tally voter appeal and I think jury, jury appeal as well. So I think they're going to go pretty well with this one, Sweden. If you do well in an international jury and a national final you do usually do pretty well at the Eurovision jury too so it is good science because I was really like oh how's the jury going to take this and mm. look he won the televote okay look it was 18% to 14% which actually is quite a big margin in Melody Festival Island so it even is. though it looks tight it was actually quite, really quite comfortable in the end. Yeah, he did. Let's talk about just a couple of the other results. So Bishara ended up equal second mm. with Hannah Ferm and Liamu. And then Jon Enrique Fjallgren came in in equal fourth with Mohombi. So what do you think of those results in general? What do you think of the show? Overall, the show, really good again. It gets to the point that you've seen all the songs before. So yeah. it is just kind of, let's go through the motions. But they do it really well. It's a great overall package. The hosts are great. I thought uh, having Charlotte Pirelli and uh, Dana International was great. I it, thought they did a good job. I know. And having Linda Woodruff, of the spokesperson of the EBU, was a great comedy and something in English. So it was great for us. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to learn some Swedish. The results itself, I wasn't overly surprised to see Bashar getting a high telly vote. He'd been streaming well. He has some broad demographic appeal for people who like that kind of like 16 year old young kid yeah. singing even though we personally despise the song <laughs> you could tell when they introduced the artist the, the hall went off for him mm. they really did scream for him so you always thought this kid was going to do pretty well with the tally vote he did better than with the juries than I expected I think he came mm. fifth and I thought they'd bury him a little bit more but I think look Hannah and Liamu I think did a much better performance I mm. think their position was really well deserved but I think the elephant in the room yeah. we're probably referring to a little bit here is 
male-female ratio and balance here. And it seems to be the big talking point coming out of Melody Festival. And because this is not, uh, a, what do you call it, an aberration again this year, there is a real trend in Sweden that female performers are really struggling to get to get to the top of that leaderboard. Yeah, since 2015, well, oh, actually since 14, once Sunna won, mm-hmm. since then, male solos have been first and second every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, a female solo hasn't done better than third place. I think there is... If this is just a once-off year and all the females this year finished in the bottom half of the telly vote, no one was in the top half, no one higher than seventh place. So that's really, I think, the thing that... They had the app and the demographics this year, and I think that was meant to sort of solve that. Like, you know, they were saying it's a young teenage girl vote, and I don't think it has... Yeah. And being in, it's not an isolated occurrence every year, this seems to be happening where there is a balance more to the men. Because generally, average finishing position does tend to be better for the men over the women. I think you crunched some numbers, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I think it's been like fourth versus, you know, fifth versus eighth. One year it was the same average. One year, actually, the females had an average, better average position, but less women in the final. But didn't make the top two. Didn't make the top two. Mm. This year was the biggest gap. Fourth place to tenth place in terms of average position. And I think that's why it's kind of come to this, like, it's come to a head now. It's too many times in a row. What's going on here? Yeah, you're right. I think they did introduce that whole demographic thing to try and smooth it out a little bit because everyone was screaming, it's the young girls on the app. They're killing it. Well, obviously it. it isn't. Yeah, we haven't got the data out of Sweden yet, but I think it'll be really interesting to see what the demographics really went for because ultimately, if they were trying to smooth it out, it didn't happen. The last thing I'll say on this is the fact it wouldn't have made any difference to Ludwig's result. Totally agree. Easily the best performer. And also, I think the, the females this year had more ballads and maybe some more kind of the schlagery type songs or a little bit dated. So in a one-off, but it's more the continuation and... John Ludwig isn't the carbon copy of the last few year of like pretty white boy um, winning. Absolutely, we've got a person of colour. We've got some diversity here, so it's not the end of the road. At least we don't have another Franz or another Robin Benson. God yep. bless them. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, we've got something different. But perhaps yeah, uh, there is a worrying area to look at. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, let's move on from Sweden. There was some other stuff that went on. One of the big favourites, Russia released their song. Now let's have a listen to it. It's Sergei Lazarev with Scream. Tears won't fall stand Maybe they can be heard or seen But tears are in quiet things Well, I know you're quite the Lazarus Stan, Dale. So what did you think of this one? Did it meet your expectations? Well, yes, talking of pretty white boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm a Sergei fan. I really loved this song in 2016. I won't... I, I was a little disappointed. I did expect a ballad, obviously, yeah. from the snippet. And it definitely has a lot of drama, and it has a, a lot to lend itself to staging, and we know Russia will pull that together. But at the same time... It lacked a little bit of oomph for me for someone to return back to really try and take that crown. Uh, it felt like quite a simplistic song itself. Some of the songwriting isn't the greatest. Mm. And at least with the You Are The Only One, when that wasn't the case there too, you had the huge production around it. And while this one I don't think is as strong. But saying that, it's still a really good entry. I th- think that Russia's you know, definitely sailing through to the final and sailing through probably to top 10 again. 
Yeah, I think top ten's a ceiling for this one, I've got to say. Mm. I, I was expecting a ballad as well. We've heard snippets. Um, this is a big dramatic ballad. Mm. Like, there is so many opportunities for staging, etc. There's a big vocal required here from Sergei. I'm sure he'll be able to do that. I'll have no problem with that. But I just really feel it's a little contrived. It's mm. really like we're going to write a massive ballad that's going to win Eurovision. And it kind of feels that way. I feel it lacks a bit of the sort of genuine soul going on in there. Yeah. And I think juries may punish this again. And that mm. was his Achilles heel in 2016. It was the juries that brought him down. He's going to get a massive tally vote because he's a Sergei. Yeah. And he's massive he's throughout the years. He's a star. And he's a deserved star. And some of those lyrics are just fairly simple sort of stuff. But, I mean, it's not the worst entry out there by, by a long stretch. But, mm. um, yeah, I think it's sort of fallen a bit short of the mark for me, Russia. Yeah, I think it'll all come down to that staging. I think they've probably gone for this battle to showcase his voice a little more to try and get a jury love. But True. I, uh, True. I think they're kind of pulling away at the potential broad appeal of uh, a banger. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to one of the other ones that came out this week. And I think this is the guy that's probably going to slaughter Sergei. It's out of Netherlands where we have Duncan Lawrence with Arcade. I'll start with this one, Dale. This gives me everything that Sergei doesn't. This is a genuine, emotional, heartfelt ballad. The, this is fantastic. I was really blown away when I heard this. He's uh, vocal, and I was worried with some of the notes that I thought he's going to have to hit in the studio, but then we did see a live, um, and that sort of put my mind to ease. Again, with some good staging, this is going to do very, very well, I think, because I think it's a better jury song, and I think if viewers on the night compare the two because I think they'll both be in the in the grand final I think I would probably err on the side of Netherlands I look I concur with so much of what you said there I think authenticity is so important um, these days at Eurovision viewers are really seeing through when something's a little too manufactured it has to feel like the artist is involved with this song as part of them and this is an emotional journey with with Duncan um, I've seen in interviews him talking about the song and almost breaking down and tears about it like I mean dude all right, it's emotional enough as it is <laughs> but it feels like a lived in song oh he lived God. this experience he, 100% mm. I am so blown away by this um, and also it sounds contemporary like you know this is a ballad that I could actually hear on the radio I really could I don't think it's a usual radio friendly song but it's no. something that is modern so it's quality and I think people are going to really get behind that this to me I know I don't want to call it too early but this has jury winner written all over it I think Ooh. this is this is this is a stunning stunning song mm. I do worry about broad appeal and etc and about Eurovision winner and all that so mm. I don't know about being first in the odds but you know I think Netherlands you, you're heading towards a, a very good result here and they really deserve it we love the Dutch fans yeah. um, so this this is great and it also sounds like something um, it reminds me of like a DNA Australian production just done probably a little bit better yeah I think if they get the staging right with this this is heading top three minimum Mm. Minimum. Yeah, minimum, yeah. Yeah, um, and who knows from there. Mm. Amsterdam 2020 would be amazing. I'd be very happy to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. But let's see some lives uh, before we start. Oh, well, we have, a, call we have a long way to go. We do, we do. Let's go on to one of the other favourites that uh, was revealed this week. It was Tempter out of Cyprus. This is Replay. Yeah. 
He's done it again, Dale. What did you think of this one? <laughs> it is a little bit of a replay. Let, let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> when I now. say did it again, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll talk about the song first. I'm not going to refer to Fuego yet. Um, this is a great banger. This is the banger we needed this year. It was feeling quite 2016, really good quality. People call cafe songs. I don't agree with that. But it certainly wasn't the big, huge productions of your toy and your mm. Fuego that go off on the stadium and on TV. And th this this contest needed this song. And I love it, actually. I love it. I love it more than Fuego on Studio, I must say, straight oh, away. I love really? it. I really enjoy this. Oh. Um, let's not ignore the fact that there is a lot of similarities. <laughs> I, I know people want to get all nuanced about it, but come on. we've you The, the mix that people have been putting together with Fuego on this song is structurally is so similar. Um, there's little elements. I think the chorus is a little bit different, but still you're using a lot of instrumental at that point. This is influenced heavily by that, and I think that is going to pull it down a little bit. Okay, well, I definitely say I'm, it's got the Alex P signature on it, which is exactly what we expected. It delivers everything for me what I expected. Um, to be honest, from what I hear and whatever what people are expecting, Tamped is a better vocalist than Eleni, mm. but probably won't have the stage wow factor. Yep. So I can't see this probably reaching the heights of Fuego when we get to the stage. But then again, she's got some LEDs to work with. They've got a bit more creativity and stuff to work with. This is good. I really, really like this. I mean, I loved Fuego. Yep. Um, I like this. I think that's where I'm putting it right now. It's probably a run under for me on mm. the studios, Dale, as opposed to you. But um, I wasn't disappointed. Yes, there is familiarities in structure. But it was, for me, totally expected. Um, I know she's caught some flack for it. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets marked down a little bit by juries because of that. But I still think it's very, very good. It, this happens in Eurovision. We saw a lot of very Greek-style songs during the 2000s, all Turkish, that mid-pop. We saw the Irish songs during the 90s from every other nation. We saw Scandi in 2010s. It's, you know, this is a similar song, but Eurovision's done this before. It's no big deal. Everyone needs to calm down a little bit. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's move on to one of the other ones. Now, this one's really leapt up the odds letter. Came out of Switzerland. We have Luca Hani with She Got Me. Speaking of things ripping off Fuego, what did you think of this one, Dale? <laughs> now, look, I don't think it's ripping off as much as... Oh. You, I'll let you have a crack of that bit. Look, again, I think... Look, the thing is, he has done... His last single actually has a very similar style of this. And I feel like this is actually more of that latin influence songs that we saw in the last couple of years that have been done to death. That's my issue more than, I think... Um, Chorus-wise, you get a little bit of Fuego influence there, but I think verse-wise and everything else going on, it's it, to me this is a rip-off of a couple of different songs yeah. mashed together in this manufactured nothingness, soulless song. Um, and you know, I'm sorry, this this is, does absolutely nothing for me. I don't understand why people are getting so hyped about it. It's a fun little song, and I I kind of get that, but wow, right up there and like fourth in the odds and like really high up there. Yeah. I just I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see it. The, um, when you say it, a little bit Fuego-esque, 
they use the same instrumentation in the in the part of the chorus. This is, I'm sorry, if people are going to drag Tamta uh, for being similar, this is so similar, it is not funny. Just because it's done with a, by a bloke doesn't mean it should be uh, ignored. Look, this is such a basic song. I really hate this song. Mm. Like, and when you even get down to lyrically, when she go low, when she go low, she gets, oh, so low or whatever, so whatever. Yep. It is just poo. I'm sorry, this is awful. I hate this. I hate this with a passion. Mm. I really, really do. You're right, it has got that Latin bop, but we've heard that for the last five years. There's nothing original about this. If the juries don't slaughter this, then we might as well just give up. Well, the, the problem though, we've seen this before at Eurovision, and we saw it like, I'll bring up Norway from 2017, where we saw a really unoriginal song, but it hadn't really been done well at Eurovision, and it got rewarded really well by the juries. So sometimes the fact that something's contemporary, um, even though this is not that contemporary, can be rewarded, even though I think this, uh, I totally agree with you. Solace, unoriginal. Actually a good performer though. I like I like Luca Honey. I've seen some of his stuff before, it's good. Um, I'm just really disappointed by it. Um, I, I, I don't like it, I hate it, but not as much hatred as you have for it. All right, I refuse to talk about it anymore. Let's move on to Ireland. Mm. Uh, this actually brought a smile to my face, this one. Uh, this is Sarah McTernan with 22. Every time I'm with somebody, I'm confusing him with you. This young lady came third in The Voice in 2015 in Ireland, and also, some people might remember, she was in 1 in 360 in San Marino last year. I did see that. So, um, yeah, Sarah McTernan. Uh, do you want me to start? Because I'll be positive. Um, I actually quite like this. I think this is quite a... First of all, that great bass line that it kicks off with draws me in straight away. I think this is a good little pop song. I like the vibe of the song, and I like her vibe from what I see on that little video. I don't know why trust videos but uh there's something about this i really like this is a good solid little pop song i think if it's staged well island yeah probably on the right track here i like her i do like her i i, I find her really watchable i like her she like her voice and i watched some of her um voice performances just to see how strong that live was and it is really good without being amazing yeah, is it yeah yeah it oh, is good you with your homework aren't you yeah. good yeah no no, no. <laughs> she, she, she is good and she's a good little performer um and i think this is a nice little pop song nice is the word i'm using here so i'm not being blown away by it but i don't dislike it um so it just needs to find that way to grab people enough uh, i think it's one of those ones which will be probably your borderline qualifier all coming down to the night but it's not the worst thing island send ascent but i probably expected a little bit more from the momentum they built up last year i was kind of hoping for something a little bit different and there's also this a slight disconnect where this was a, a song written and they put a songwriter with it and i can kind of feel that uh, there was something just missing there for me so it's not a song that she's written she's been oh. attached to this song okay yeah it is a scandy song i believe the same mm. some scandy influence in there i can hear the scandy and i like it so yeah no, i like that one i'm looking forward to that one coming alive Let's go on to uh, one of the ones that probably had some expectations on it, Azerbaijan. Let's have uh, Shingiz with Truth. Well, 
we have a Borislav Milanov song. Oh, jeez. Mm. This man's got a credit or two. Polly, he worked with Equinox, Jana Buczewska. So he's no stranger to Eurovision. I think he might even have something to do with Malta this year. Talk us through this one. What do you reckon about this one? This is actually really a really good solid song. Like, I think that's probably the best way to describe it, solid. Uh, this is contemporary. This sounds mm. like it could be on the radio 100%. The song itself is not actually his style. So, that, again, they've kind of put people together. And um, Bor- didn't, didn't work out for Icell last year, did yeah, it? Yeah, it, it's kind wow. of the same formula they've gone with it. But mm. at the same time, um, Boris himself said, I was worried about that. And actually, they came together and worked it out really well. Yeah, because um, he did co- co-wrote the song, yeah. Yeah, and yep. the thing is also with Chingas, he's he's been on The Voice. He's been around the, the block for some time. He's an established performer. Um, he comes across really well in video. He looks huh. good, definitely. Um, the video itself is great. I think Azerbaijan are going to put a great production there together. They've put some traditional <clears throat> sorry, instrumentation to the song that wasn't there existing, just to give it a little bit of an Azerbaijani feel. Eastern feel to Slight. it, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> there's about 5% there. But look, I really like it, really solid, without absolutely falling in love with it. It's kind of those ones that'll finish probably in my 10th to 15th position area. But it's a solid result for Azerbaijan. I can see them qualifying after last year's disappointment. Yeah, this this works for me. Again, um, the production of this, very modern. This is something you can hear on the radio. Mm. And then, in fact, it has a familiarity for me. I'm sure I've heard other songs or other artists that sound in this sort of genre. Um, the song, for me, has some really good peaks and troughs. So he can make it his own, really perform this live on stage. Looking forward to seeing because he seems like quite the performer. I quite like this. I like the song. I wouldn't be able to tell you because of this or that. It's just quite a good song. Mm. Um, I've got to say, it's gone straight into my top ten. Um, and I'm looking forward to his live performance because I think this should be good. And I think Azerbaijan are looking for a bit of redemption from last year's non-qualification. Yeah, no, they'll always bring it. Even staging-wise, they will always bring something there. And this is much better than last year. Also, the only oh. downside for oh. this... Sorry, no, I mean the song <laughs> itself, Common, you know how simple that was. Even though it was fun, it was simple. Yeah, it was. The, the, we have a situation, this reminds me, not like Belgium, but amazing verses, amazing parts of the song. The chorus is a bit of a letdown. Yeah. And it seems, it doesn't match to me. I feel like it was all dark and brooding and building to this kind of like light, you know, yeah. shut up, shut up or whatever. It's just like, eh, <laughs> uh, nah. Uh, now, looking forward to that one. Let's move on to Greece. We have Katarin Dushka with uh, Better Love. Interesting one, I reckon, this one, Dale. What do you reckon about this one? Yeah, she's a really interesting performer. She's actually uh, Greek-Canadian. Uh, so she's living in Athens now, has put herself forward for this, and she, she got through to to represent Greece. And the song itself is a wonderful song. Like, it really is wonderfully artistic, musical. You appreciate what they're delivering. Do I feel a lot about this song? No. I actually feel more about her. I go, oh, she's got such an interesting tone to her voice. She sounds really interesting. And I like her and I like this and I like the video. And then when I don't watch the video, I'm like, the song itself is good without being amazing. Hmm. Uh, I think also the fact that it does to me sound like something I would have heard out of the UK music industry about four, 
five years ago. Um, I think the tone of her voice is very Jess Glynn. It was bugging me all week to say who that reminded me of. Oh, okay. But maybe a bit of a deeper version of her. Mm. Um, one of the songwriters is David Snedden, who won Fame Academy in the UK, one of their song contests back in 2002. Okay. And maybe there's a bit of influence. She's Canadian. There's that there. And that's not a bad thing because people like the British music industry. But... It's really good, but I just feel like there's something lacking there in soul. Okay, fair enough. Um, I've got to say, I really like this. Mm. This is um, a bit of a, a nice change for me in Greece, because I haven't had a great relationship with Greece lately. Um, this is a good song, and it's a good production. I'm not saying it's great, it's good. Um, you're right, there is a familiarity again with what I'm hearing through the production tones and a... But that makes me feel easy, and it makes me like the song, because it's not challenging me too much. Um, It's not leaping into my ten or anything like that at this stage. But I do feel with the right staging, Grease, this could really stand out, because I think she seems like a really good performer. And and, um, if she can bring this vocally and bring a quirk factor to what perhaps her video is promising, Mm. I think this could really, really eye-catch and and do quite well for them. Because, yeah, Grease, you kind of need to, so it'd be good to see it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I guess I'm on the other side where I've loved what Greece has brought with their kind of more authentic Greek sound. Mm. And maybe that's part of the reason I'm feeling no soul because I want how that. Did, how, I, did they, how did that go for them? <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> they did very well for many years with that, Michael. Oh, yeah, the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to, yes, I think, one of the surprise packets here. San Marino. Uh, <laughs> Sir Hat's brought it again. Let's talk about, say, na na na. I will always tell you life is beautiful and fine. Say na na na. On the doctor's order, place a na-na-na There's a light for you that places na-na-na throw this out there Dale this is the best entry ever from San Marino in my eyes this is he's brought it again and I've got to say he's outdone himself because he was the second best entry from San Marino (laughs) Um, he's back to the disco he's back to the fun and that's great and he does it well Mm. Um, you know is this going to be a jury winner no it's (laughs) fairly simple uh, Fairly, but, <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't. You know, the fun factor makes up for that, um, and we've seen he's got some performance value on stage as well. If he's got the budget and the staging, I think this could be another appearance in the grand final for San Marino because I'm not going to be skip for once. I'm not going to be skipping this on the album. Um, you know, this is good. I really like it. You're right. It's fun. It's fun. I, yeah. You know, I wasn't this like. The whole craziness about Sir Hat, I was like, why are we getting so excited? Um, I enjoyed his um, performance in 2016, but I wasn't like dying to hear this. And I heard it, and it's fun, mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable. And I will admit, something Eurovision lacking this year is a lot of fun songs. Everyone has gone down that contemporary radio um, style, I think, a little bit too much. And so, the Televi could get really behind this. And he only came, he came 12th last time, and I think this is actually... Better and has broader appeal. Oh, much better song. So much, much better it's, song. It's unfortunate he's in the first semi, which I think is definitely a hell of a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. We'll go through this in more detail when we do our episode by episode of each country. 
But I, I think he's not without a shot, and I really enjoy it, and I won't skip it. I really quite like this, and it came up quite high in my ranking, so oh, wow. yeah, it's been quite surprising. Yeah, normally when I listen to the album, I get to San Marino, and I'm straight to the skip button. <laughs> but this one I certainly won't, because I think it's a bit of fun, and I really enjoy it. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, one of our national final winners. Let's go to Belarus, Zena, and like it. I always try Host of Junior Eurovision 2018, I have to say, first up, Dale, this was the best of their selection. I think they chose the right song, and that's saying more about the selection than probably the song, to be honest. Um, this is a bit modern East European song. I do quite like it. I just find it's a bit messy. It doesn't know what it really wants to be. Um, and it kind of lacks a bit of punch in, in, its, in its hook, in its melody. It's the sort of thing I will listen to and I'll go, okay, that's not too bad. But then within 30 seconds, I've totally forgotten it. Uh, the, the vocals can come across as a little bit shouty and it, it just, just doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. It's one of those ones where you can't point to one bad thing about it but not one amazing because there's so many yeah no, no. <laughs> no that's no I, I think it's very like oh god it's an awful words use average mm. um like, yeah. it does everything averagely well like it's a six out of ten on everything it's a six out of ten mm. female pop banger her voice is actually a lot better than her audition it wasn't actually that bad but she's still very young and i yeah. think she needs her voice to mature a little bit but i still actually liked it the the dancing is good the song is okay like it's all just very okay and mm. it's just not going to cut it um, she's a really good little performer and I'd like to see her come back in a few years. Yeah. I think this might have been a little bit too early for her. I agree. I, I kind of agree. And you're right. I think the word average is about it. And that's a terrible word to use probably. I know, but, but it is. Sorry, it just is. Do you know Sebastian Ruse, the song that we love, that was that dated <laughs> 80s average. song? It yeah. came third. Oh my Can God. I just say? Wow. That Justice says a lot. for Sebastian. Says a lot about that selection, to be honest. Uh, let's move on to one of the other national final winners, Serbia. We have Nevena Bozovic with Kruna. You were quite the Beovizia stand this year. You watched both semi-finals and the final. Do you think we got the right winner? I do think we got the right winner. I think it was the best performer out of all the songs there. She's great. Her voice is stunning, actually. She's stunning looking as oh, well. Oh, my gosh. Brilliant. They're going to have to definitely work on the staging, that's for sure. But they will. They will put that together. And you know what? There's actually not that many big female ballads, and there's actually not a lot of songs that showcase an amazing voice. So I think about female soloists, and she's probably up there in top two, I mm. think, for female uh, vocals huh? at the moment, what's coming out. So I think that's going to really help her. But the song itself could just get a little bit like lost and forgotten, thinking like the 2017 female solos were her, like a Poland, for example. I think that's this is better than that, and I think it does have some slight contemporary and slight kind of Balkan feels to it in one song. So I think it's trying to do a little bit of both. 
Sometimes that means you get nothing with either side. Though. Yeah, I see. I've written that as well. Mm. Treading the line um, between Balkan and Western, and I don't entirely know if it encapsulates either. Um, really solid ballad, though. I like it. Um, mm. I like the way they've added in a bit of English to it to make it accessible. I really am expecting a little bit of a revamp on this one, just to tighten it up a little bit mm. um, for, for a Eurovision version. The live vocal was fantastic. She was really, really good. Very good. Um, and and in a very female-heavy uh, sort of a selection, she really stood out. And there was mm. some excellent vocalists in there. She is, she's got the look. She's got the song. I can't see Serbia falling at the first hurdle here again. They're pretty solid. I think we're another final for uh, for Serbia, probably. It's a bit early, I think, to say on, <clears throat> oh, sorry, on, to say on that one. I think it's going to be a tight one for them. Um, but they do usually pull it out there. I think they're on the cusp. Of the qualifying area, but we will get to that at a later date. Yeah, if Balkanica but, can make it, these guys can make it. Oh, but the thing with Balkanica, <laughs> that was it didn't tread the line. It went full Balkan and yeah. it did it really well. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's go on to one of the probably highly anticipated entries coming out of Austria. We have Panda with Limits. How I'd like to say it will be better tomorrow or any day. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Highly anticipated, fairly lowly received, unfortunately, for Austria this year, I think, Dale. Look, I'm going to start with some positive heels. I really like the delicate vocal style she gives to this song. Uh, and I think there is, it's it's quite a good song where it starts to build and you th she gets me in. She gets me in in that first minute, but unfortunately the next couple she loses me because it doesn't really go anywhere. I was hoping for... There is an electronica in this, and it is a fairly modern sort of song, but unfortunately it just, just goes nowhere, and it leaves me feeling very sort of just unloved at the whole end of it. I know she was crying in the video, and I was nearly joined her at one point. It was that disappointing. <laughs> Look, I, I agree. There's some elements that I do like about this, and I do like her as an artist. Um, I was disappointed as this is a, a Eurovision song because you can do delicate well while still capturing attention. I think Slovenia is a good example of that this year. Mm, Even yes. though we don't love it as much as maybe the fandom do, we can see the merit in it, and totally. I think it, it toes that line really well, while this one just falls asleep. This is the kind of song that has people talking to each other and not watching the TV. As soon as you hit that, that, that will happen after a minute in the song, yep. and they're in a huge amount of danger here, Austria. Uh, the most memorable thing about this is her blue hair, and that's a bit sad. Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? I it mean, is. maybe. I mean, I didn't want to put weight of expectation on this, but unfortunately, it just wasn't good. It's unfortunate. It is. Speaking of unfortunate, let's head off to Poland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's talk about Tulia with Fire of Love. All right, Dale, what are you reading about this one? Where, where's Poland at? Well, actually, this is the song that actually they had released previously, mm. and it was kind of there in plain sight for us to know that this is their song. Um, they've obviously got a very unique style. It's very Polish. Um, the video itself, I kind of felt like that crowd of the video, which have got, like, deadpan faces the whole time. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But uh, th- look, what they're at least bringing is uh, a song in Polish. There's not many songs um, that aren't in English this year. Yeah, There's a little bit of Polish. English in there. I do just find the vocal feels like a bit nails down chalkboard after a while oh. because it's quite... I know that's the style, but after a little bit too much of it, it's really up there yeah. and it's really screechy and it really just gets me. Because I think there's elements of this, I, I kind of remember it. Like, it, it is slightly memorable. It could do something there, but overall, uh, when I saw they were performing, I wasn't getting that excited by it and I'm not excited by it now. And I think it's just an also ran. I mean, I kind of got excited when they were uh, announced because I thought, here we go, we're going to get something folk, we're going to get something quite authentic, and there is certain elements of that, definitely, definitely. Um, But I think they sing in, I think it's described as white voice. It sounds like white noise. Mm. It is just... The song is okay. I actually don't mind the song. It is the previous song with an English bit tacked on at the back or something, so it sounds a little bit lazy to start with. But that vocal... Oh goodness me! After a minute, I just can't. I just can't keep going. It is excruciating, and that's the studio. Mm. Like I am very worried about how the lives are going to come across. Maybe it comes across really, really well. I don't know, but um, wow, that's just not my cup of tea whatsoever. Mm. And let's go on to one of the ones that I think got a really good reaction. Let's go to North Macedonia. Tamara Todevska with Proud. discussing the studio version because we all know what happens when they get to Eurovision Dale <laughs> so what did you think of the studio version of Tamara's song oh look I'm, I'm gonna have a bit of faith in Macedonia here oh, um, I, I, I think they've done a great job I think this is a really good powerful song it's very much around female empowerment and that comes through really well in the video the video is fantastic this this video is going to start doing the rounds soon enough and it's already getting one of the highest views on the Eurovision channel already. Um, they need to be able to execute that with their staging to show that that's what the song's about because if you miss the first couple lines, you might not know that it's a female empowerment song. And I think it's a really clever song. I think it's a really powerful song. I think they've done a really good job. I, I feel emotion towards this song. And that's the hardest thing. I don't feel nothing, but immediately I worry, can you pull it all together for the live? And that's just our usual um, response with a um, North Macedonian song. Yeah, look, once again, this is probably the third year in a row. I think they are bringing really, really good music to the table here, Macedonia. Really, really good. This is an inspirational ballad, and that's probably not the most unique, uh, you know, subject matter at Eurovision, but Mm. they do it well. Mm. I love the clean production on this. It's not over the top. It gives her voice clarity and her, her chance for her voice to shine. You're right about the images of the women, Please bring that to the staging. Oh, I'm please. not just saying plonk photos of women in the background, but get close to that. Do you know what? Do it. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. probably going to be better than you've done before. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So make sure everyone's fully clothed and tastefully dressed. <laughs> um, yeah, because this is a terrific song and it's got a great message. And if they don't do this justice, I'll be just angry with them again. <laughs> because this, she's a obviously got a fantastic voice and if she can reproduce this live 
This could do very, very well. This could be their best result ever. There's a story here and there's a PR element here and that can't be ignored at Eurovision. You've got to get some momentum. Um, if there's one um, area that's grabbing so much global attention in the last one or two years, it is around equality and female empowerment. And I think that is, uh, this is a great song to go with it. And a genuine song. She has given herself a big vocal there. Yes. So is. that is, she is going to live and die by that vocal even more than the staging. So that's my only other concern because it's not about if she's a good singer. It's that this is so big. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is dummy in big. This is probably Gagarina big. Like, this is really, really a big ask for her to do. Yeah. Fingers crossed she pulls it off because yeah. I think the song deserves it. And let's go off to the last one we're going to have a chat about. Off to Georgia there. National final finished. And we had a winner. It was Otto Nemsadze with Sultzindiari. <laughs> What did you think of this one, Dale? He's got a good voice. <laughs> and that's us for the week. No. <laughs> He's got a good voice. The song is bringing something authentic and different. Very Georgian. It's very nationalistic. Um, though I just don't feel anything about the song. It's a skippable, it's a forgettable on the night. I just don't see anything there. Oh, you, used on my, you used on my words. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've put here, I enjoy the grit and the power in his voice, and that comes across well in his vocal. Um, he's probably not the most charismatic bloke I've seen on stage. No. But um, his vocal is strong, and that's going to get people's attention, which is great. Unfortunately, the song is just so forgettable. Uh, I just, I've tried listening to it a few times. I've probably... Probably five times I listened to the song. I couldn't tell you how it goes. It just, it is just so forgettable. I know, I know it's virtually impossible to get zero points in the new system, but I reckon this might come close. Oh, I think that's a bit harsh. I think this is actually better than Irial from last year, to be honest. At least it has a bit of a unique oh, selling point. Nothing got a pulse. No, nothing sounds yeah. like this. Yeah, nothing wants to though, Dale. That's the problem. <laughs> um, no, this this is better than Irial. It's got a pulse. Yeah. But at least Irial had some sort of vocal stuff happening yeah. that, that I could latch onto. Whatever. I mean, he has got a good gritty vocal, but oh, it just sounds like a bit of aging rocker sort of stuff that doesn't. Yeah, yeah I know. Not even really good as well. Maybe the Eastern audiences might like it. I don't know. Yeah, we Who might knows? be missing something. Who knows? Well, look, that's the it, it, look. In a huge week, we've had fifteen songs come out. It's all been very last minute. Everyone mm. has been waiting for the deadline. Yeah, of course. Now we have we have thirty eight of the forty one songs, so we have three to go, and the last three we're waiting for. So this is pretty much week ahead because we've got nothing else. <laughs> is overnight uh, Australian time. We will have Malta. Armenia, which I've heard a little snippet of Armenia. It sounds a little exciting. And Armenia are doing that thing where they were one of the first artists announced, but they're going to be the last one to release their I hate song. those people. Better be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they'll bring something good. Yeah. And Israel as well. So okay. the last three to come out. And you know what? Those three, I'm expecting probably good things for those three. I'm, I'm really hoping for something good for Malta. I really wanted to see Malta do well. That's it for the week and the week ahead. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about, I'm sure there's a couple of revamps and stuff coming up, isn't it? We've got Albania still needs to do a revamp. True, and we nice didn't talk say. today. We had a Spain revamp and we had the huge Montenegrin revamp. Oh, wow, that was really interesting. <laughs> we, we will be back next week, guys, so uh, keep an eye on our socials for everything that happens during the week. Yes, Aussie Vision Net, and we'll do a bit of a recap of everything that's been happening over those, those 41 songs 
along. So I think we've seen some trends and we'll have yeah. a little chat about them next week. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, guys. All right. See you later.